Greetings, and welcome to the Saved by Nostalgia podcast. I love the power glove. It's so bad. No! I feel the need. The need for speed. Sweep the leg. You have a problem with that. Dead or alive, you are coming with me. Look I what you did, you little jerk. Look. I'm coming to get you. Get busy living. Don't get busy dying. You are next. And the thing is, after all these years, I still look back with wonder. Welcome to episode 15 of Saved by the Bell. Today it is the Zach Tapes. And welcome to the Save My Nostalgia podcast. Clint Schweitzer and Noah Groninger joining you here. We are absolutely elbow deep in Save by the Bell, and I've never been so happy. Noah, we're uh, absolutely going back and doing every single one of these episodes. Here we are, right smack dab in the middle of season one, and it has been a joy so far, my friend. It has. We are right in the thick of things, and this episode starts off with Zach being in trouble. Who would have thought? Who would have guessed it? This kid is never in trouble, but... Him and his mom are going to have to meet with Mr. Belding as Zach may be grounded and not be able to go to the sweetheart dance after dumping tea bags in the swimming pool and using Mr. Fetterman's toupee as kind of a chalkboard eraser. Zach said uh, he thought he'd look better with white hair. I feel like this is like a plot device that happens in, in several of these early episodes where they talk about things Zach's done in the past. We don't get to see them. We don't really, we're not really a part of the prank or whatever he does, but they just talk about it. Like they, they talk about it in one episode that he tried to um, sell the school to the Japanese. And Zach says, what's wrong with Honda high school? I like that all these uh, things that have been brought up about the past. We never get to see him, but it's just sort of implied. I guess Zach does these things off screen. And I do love episodes um, that open with, um, and then this one is in particular, it opens with a shot of the banner in the hallway that kind of reveals the plot. It has the sweetheart dance on there, kind of painted up, and it zooms out from that, kind of letting us into this world of a, where a sweetheart dance is about to take place. So you know Zach and Slater are going to be pining over Kelly for who's going to be her date <laughs> at the sweetheart dance, and that's where we are. Absolutely. She's got to make a choice. I feel like we've said that at least uh, maybe seven times, uh, over a handful of times we've said that, that uh, Kelly is, uh, she's got to make this choice. She's in the crosshairs of Zach and Slater. And, but I actually like the idea of kind of the hearts that the guys, the physical hearts they have around their neck, kind of the necklace kind of things that they, with their names on it, and they give them to the girl to wear around. Then the other kids in the high school, they kind of know who's taken or who's not. Uh, they don't have to worry about embarrassing themselves, asking someone who's already taken. Uh, the girl can't lie and say, I'm already going with someone else. Like, no, you're not. You have There's no heart around your neck. You're, you're free. You, me, you're going with me. But I, I feel like this is something that would really help me out because people always say, you know, when you see like a, see a, you know, an attractive woman walk by or something, they say, oh, she's got a ring on. Like, I, I do not notice those things. I cannot see that far. <laughs> like, I never notice if a woman has a ring on or not. I just don't know. So, like, if they had a nice heart around their neck, like in this episode, I would... I would just know she's taken. Like you said, that's, it's a great device. And plus, I feel like it's a very 80s kind of thing. Like, oh, I always yeah. remember in like 80s game shows and like um, like the uh, TV's Fun House, they would always have these like tags and they'd always be like taking them off their necks and putting them on and real big and bright. I just like that about this uh, era of TV. I also like that uh, Miss Wentworth is back, one of my favorite teachers, and she's discussing hidden messages and how they can be used to one's advantage. And this is kind of funny to me because she talks about 
flashing pictures of popcorn during a movie, yeah. which never actually happens ever. That's not a thing. In like, is that really a subliminal message? And oh, now I must go get popcorn. Like people are already getting popcorn. I don't understand. Like, I don't think more people are getting popcorn. They might have a say, hey, visit our concession stand, but you're not sitting there in the movies watching Forrest Gump and pictures of popcorn and soda pop are popping up in this during the movie. That's not a thing. It's behind the actual movie images somehow, and it's a subliminal message to you. I don't get it. But uh, before we meet Miss Wentworth, I just have to mention this. When Lisa comes in with a small tape player listening to the new Beau Revere tape, it's just the hot new single. But she's looking like Macho Man Randy Savage with the fringe on her sleeves of her jean jacket. I thought that was an interesting choice. And I was just waiting for a Slim Jim to appear, but it never did. And this is, I love that too. And I did notice that. And this is also the episode of the infamous Screech Balloon, which uh, she opens the <laughs> locker and the balloon of Screech's face inflates. I love stuff like that. Obviously not something that would even be possible for high school kids in the 80s to attain. How would you get a balloon made with your face on it back in the 1980s <laughs> without digital screen printing and such? Well, you know what? It doesn't matter because on Saved by the Bell, anything's possible. And I love this touch as Screech continues to pine for Lisa. Of course, he wants to go to the dance with her and she's not having any of it. Oh, absolutely not. I mean, Screeches in this episode is just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, over the top. I mean, this is kind of where we see this going throughout the rest of the series. But uh, just in this episode, we haven't seen a lot of that. He's kind of been kind of toned down, subdued as we go here. But uh, in these last few episodes, he's really getting toned up. He's eating the flowers that he brought Miss Wentworth. Uh, then he's, uh, when uh, Zach is recording hidden messages... Uh, for Mr. Belding, subliminal messages for Mr. Belding so uh, he can get out of uh, the trouble that he's found himself in. Screech is doing just horrible fake laugh acting. Just, I would have had to say, cut. We have to do this again. You're awful. I, I can't do this. Yeah, we're going to talk to executive producer and co-writer of this episode, Peter Engel. Guys, yes, it's one of those. It's a surprise episode. We're going to be bringing Peter Engel back to talk to you. And we're going to ask him about that because he co-wrote this episode. So, you know, what we're going to, you know, let's get to the bottom of it. He talks about um, Dustin Diamond being a comedic genius. We're going to ask him about that. And he's going to get into kind of what happened in this episode later on, having him planted in the girls' locker room as Barbara Bush in just a ridiculous scene. <laughs> that it is. I mean, he's walking in there. He's got just like 70s glasses on and probably a 70s dress. And Jesse is trying to get him to... Uh, a new outfit and screech, I don't have one. And then he places the tapes in there that Zach has kind of figured this out now that, hey, the tapes work on Mr. Belding. Maybe they can work on girls. We can get all the girls we want. Let's first hand them out to the nerds and see if it works for them. And then we'll give them to Kelly and Lisa and whoever else we want. And they show these nerds and Buffy, who has been avoiding Alan, since the second grade, and finally wants to go steady with him, and Alan is just over the moon. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like this should have been one of those moments where Zach was selling the tapes, and people at the Max were running to him with fistfuls of money, waving at him, trying to buy the tapes from Zach. I guess he just hands him out, out of the goodness of his heart, to see if this uh, subliminal messaging will work. And lo and behold, it does. The nerds are getting dates with all the hot girls in school. And um, now Kelly wants to go to the dance with Zach. It has worked. She wears his heart proudly around her neck. And then Noah hell freezes over because Lisa 
wants to go to the dance with Screech, and she says, <laughs> I thought it was just funny the way she said, at last he's mine. Well, uh, she also called Screech her manly Mustang, uh, which I thought was a, a great phrase, uh, a little bit dated there, uh, or maybe just that was never kind of a trend. Maybe that was never in vogue, uh, calling anyone your manly Mustang, but she has done it. She's found her manly Mustang Screech. She's finally able to go with him. Kelly's supposed to go with Slater, but she throws his heart on the floor, calls him a muscle-bound monkey, and now she must go with Zach after listening to the tapes. And we see a heart around uh, Jesse's neck, and she's going with someone, somebody named Steve Lawson. Uh, we have yet to meet the young man. I'd like to. I'd like to see <laughs> who, who Jesse has chosen as her new beau. Uh, but we don't get to meet him. And uh, Jesse has borrowed Kelly's tape of the Beau Revere, and she's listening to it. Now she wants to go with Zach, so Steve Lawson is probably out of a date, unfortunately. Well, before we get to our final review of this episode, we've got to talk to our buddy, Peter Engel, because uh, Screech has kind of a hilarious moment in this. He co-wrote this episode, and he was also in the bathroom as Barbara Bush. Peter, welcome back to the Save by Nostalgia podcast. It's always great to have you on, man. Tell us a little bit about Dustin Diamond uh, at this time. He was kind of becoming more prevalent in these episodes, doing a lot of silly things. What's up with Dustin Diamond? How it came about was, we Screech was, Dustin was a comedy genius. He was, and he was a genius in school also. And I realized that we had, he was like, he was like a secret weapon. Whenever a scene was, was flat, we'd, I'd put, send Screech in. The girls in the locker room were never particularly funny, for instance, but, but we needed it for the stories and the girls in the locker room. And whenever if the scene was flat, I, we sent him in as Barbara Bush. We sent him in as Sinead yes, O'Connor. Yes. Uh, 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 of course, we would always put him in one of the lockers. That was, that was our <laughs> secret weapon to have him revealed. And when he got hit by lightning, the young kids in America, because we didn't know we had all the teens and tweens yet. We actually invented the word tweens. Uh, when he fell out of the window or he got hit by lightning, he was like having a cartoon character. And he was golden. You could use him for anything. And he was a great way to move the story because he would be the unwilling. Remember when we put him in the filing cabinet? And of course. Yeah. Off? Did you ever see that one? Oh, yeah. We've seen them all. <laughs> okay, so... He was like a secret weapon. Whatever it, it, it reminded me of, of Laverne and Shirley, where uh, uh, Squiggy and Lenny, they would say, "What moron can we get to do this to knock on the door?" Hello. <laughs> <laughs> you always knew that Screech would give you gold. And he was a bit younger. I mean, talk about how, how did that? He was about only him? eleven. Yeah. What happened was, I read it. They give on their on their resume that says date of birth. So he had. We were casting in the summer, and, and I said his birthday was in January. And, and you know, you're looking at it quickly. So I said, all right, he's going to be 13, and the other kids are 14, and Elizabeth is 15, or whatever it was, right? So we hired him. The second episode, I went to Mark Paul Gossel. I said, what's with Dustin? <laughs> and he, 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 well, what's he, he's, well, he's like a kid. And, and he said to me, well, he's only 11. I said, what? He's only 11? I said, I never would have hired him if I knew he was 11. <laughs> and I, he was with me 11 years. He, 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 was a, he was assistant principal when he hadn't even graduated high school yet. <laughs> In real life. He was 22 when we finished. <laughs> well, there you have it, Noah. Peter Engel joining us yet again. 
We have a lot of great guests coming up for some of these episodes, man. The Save by Nostalgia podcast is just getting started. Season one of Save by the Bell. We've already heard from Peter Engel. We're going to be hearing from him a lot more, as well as many others, many other uh, memorable characters. Writer Bennett Tramer. It's all coming up here on this podcast. It absolutely is. And I'm glad we got to talk to Peter Engel. Uh, we're going to have to catch up with him again down the road. Uh, but some interesting choices in this, uh, just with how just over the top Screech was. And in a scene at the Max where Jesse kind of figures out what Zach is doing with the subliminal messages and a very strange random light bulb is placed above her head with a bell ringing. Uh, she, it's The light's gone on for her and she's figured it out. It, it, that was a strange choice. You don't see that a lot uh, moving down the line here is uh, Peter Engel isn't uh, usually one of the writers on these episodes. You got Sam Bobrick, the creator, obviously Bennett Tramer, who we're going to have on the show very soon. So uh, that was an interesting choice and uh, not one I was quite uh, much of a fan of. Well, you kind of alluded to, <laughs> when we talked to Peter about uh, Dustin Diamond and he said, you know, to you, hey, he's a comedic genius. You don't agree with Peter. No, not really. I mean, to me, just the writing and how they use Screech, uh, just giving away plot points and schemes that uh, Zach has, just at the drop of a hat. He's not pushed. They don't have to do any investigating. Uh, I tried to get Peter uh, to, to kind of go into that, but Peter just wanted to talk about uh, how Screech is a comedic genius, and he will hear no other. He's, he's a, the fabric of the show, and he brings the comedy, and he leans on Dustin Diamond for that, his comedic prowess. Well, I tell you, when this episode really kind of starts to go off the rails for me, and it's not one of my favorites, it's kind of when the girls uh, realize that they've been hoodwinked and they make this overt plan with Mrs. Wentworth and they're carrying out this plan to fool Zach during class time and it's spilling out into the hallway. Mr. Belding's involved with a message over the you know, over the loudspeaker. It just like really goes off the rails here as they try That's to... That's funny. funny you say that because I say Miss Wentworth is going to teach Zach a lesson he'll never forget. And then yep, I put, again. she proceeds to take over the entire student body of Bayside with its elaborate, elaborate ruse and cause pandemonium and chaos disrupting the entire building. <laughs> yeah, that that's uh, well said. <laughs> and they actually use class time for this. And, um, and all the students act like zombies. Zach, 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 just arms outstretched. Just... Yeah, I wanted out of it. Like at this point, I was just so out and I just literally have... The meeting with his mom, with Mr. Belding, is back on. The play, his plan is foiled. The end. Crash <laughs> landing Tom Cruise, referring to Zach saying he's a blonde Tom Cruise. Yeah, so as we look back on this episode, I'm going to say definitely not one of the stronger ones. I know Peter Engel co-wrote this. Not really a fan of this. I thought there's some, there some points, of course, here. I, You know, um, and some ridiculous ones. Of course, Screech is Barbara Bush. It stands out. It's one that, you know, a moment that people go back to a lot when you look at some of the Screeches whatever greatest hits, if you want to call it that. It's definitely becoming, <laughs> Dustin Diamond is becoming more prevalent in the show. And we talked to Peter Engel about it in this episode. And if you like this, we got a lot more of this coming up. So um, Noah, final thoughts for you. I'm going to go with uh, this one does not hold up well for me. I'm not, I'm not a fan of this episode. No, I'm definitely not uh, either. This one just doesn't really have enough in it for me. It's, it's got a lot of stuff in it, just not a lot of high quality lines or moments uh, as I'm taking notes here as, as I'm watching the episode I find myself writing a lot because there's kind of a lot going on with 
Zach trying out the tapes with the nerds, Zach making subliminal messages for Mr. Belding, finding out that works, then making messages for the girls. But nothing really sticks, nothing really hits home for me. Uh, Mr. Belding does refer to Mr. Testaverde, who told him that Zach dumped tea bags in the swimming pool. I like that, that it's referring to Mr. Testaverde, although we uh, only seen him in that uh, one previous episode. But um, I like that they kind of refer to him because usually when they refer back to a teacher, it's usually someone that we haven't seen or we haven't met, like Mr. Fetterman's toupee that they do at the beginning of the show. Uh, we've never met Mr. Fetterman, never will. Um, but referring to Mr. Testaverde, I like that. That's really the only thing I liked in this episode, sad to say. Yeah. Uh, Screech really bothered me in this episode, hiding in the trash can. Uh, the Barbara Bush thing, obviously. Uh, his horrible laugh acting as uh, Zach is recording his hidden message, subliminal message to Mr. Belding. Uh, is Screech just really struggled in this episode, and uh, they should have cut and uh, done a few more takes here. And maybe they did. Maybe they did 30, and we got the best ones, and it just was an off day for uh, Mr. Diamond. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this <laughs> one was a struggle bus for me to get through. Well, we hope you like what we're doing, despite our review of this episode of Saved by the Bell. Of course, we love this show with all of our hearts, and we're going to be going back and reviewing all 86 episodes. We are knee-deep in this and loving every second. A lot of big guests coming up, a lot of uh, characters from the show that are going to be joining us later on to talk about their episodes that they're in. And uh, we can't thank you enough uh, for joining us. Of course, you can go to our website, savedbynostalgia.weebly.com. Uh, you could, of course, subscribe to this podcast. We hope that you'll do that on Spotify, uh, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. Our social medias, uh, just search Save by Nostalgia on all the main social medias. You can find us. Know we're out there somewhere, and we hope you like what we're doing. we got a lot more coming up, a lot more TV shows, a lot more movies. I'm saying it there.